See, what bugs me about the whole issue of abortion is that, is that you don't have any spectrum of debate. You know what I mean? Even pro-choice people, they're, they're like apologetic. We're not pro-abortion, we're pro-choice. We're not pro-abortion, we're pro-choice. We just don't believe the government has the right to tell us what we can or cannot do with our own bodies. We're not pro-abortion, we're pro-choice. I'm like, come on, say it. Don't walk on eggshells. People suck, there's too many of them, and they're easier to kill when they're fetuses than when they're grown up. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? I'm ready to craft. So, Wacker, I've been wondering about something. What's that? All day, actually. The whole time I've been at work, you know, I read the news at work, and I was just wondering, like, what is Wackerly's opinion on this? So now at least I get to ask you about it in person, so it's good to know. So whose side are you on? Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift, or Katy Perry? Well, not Katy Perry. She's clearly the bottom. <laughs> She's the bottom of the three? Yeah. She's a former <laughs> fucking, whatever you call it, mouseketeer. Her parents are like holy rolling evangelical preachers. Fuck her. And she was married to fucking... Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Oh yeah, you must hate it. How many strikes does she get before you just admit that she's a piece of shit? It's a three-way uh, feud, like a battle royale going on here. Didn't Katy Perry just? This also proves what a piece of shit she is. Didn't she just jump in recently? Wasn't it really a Nicki Minaj Taylor Swift feud? I don't even know what it's all about. Now my girlfriend's explaining it to me, but I, I think it has something to do with Nicki Minaj saying no black women or black women are always ignored in the video music awards and then taylor swift and then she made a a, she alluded to taylor swift's video and then taylor swift is like i love you nikki and then beyonce's you know in the in i think she pointed out that beyonce's nominated so it's like it's kind of this procedural argument but then out of nowhere katie perry jumps in to take a jab at taylor swift so Hmm. i was wondering being that you are a a ardent follower of the news. I was wondering what, well, whose side you're on in this argument. I haven't had time to look at it. I guess I would probably be on, uh, probably be on Nicki Minaj's side, I guess. Nicki Minaj? I don't know why. <laughs> Just, is it because she's black and you're attracted to her? I do find her attractive. I mean, she's very fake, which is the problem. She's got sort of a fake ass. It'd be nice if the ass was real. That ass video, isn't and real? I can, and I can suspend a disbelief. No, the ass <laughs> is not real. I can suspend disbelief for the purposes of the, watching the video and enjoying it, I guess, is why I'm on her side. She can twerk it, though, like none other. Right. No one can twerk like Nicki Minaj. I do like one of those Taylor Swift songs, though, uh, and I can't remember which one it was. Do you sing it in your car when you're driving to work? No, I just... I hum it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think all three of these girls... Like, let's say you knocked up... Trouble. All that's three the one the, I like. Let's if say I you, knocked up all three of them, yeah, you, let's Jackpot. say you knocked up all three. Which one? Which one would first have the abortion? 
Or do you think all three would just immediately be at Planned Parenthood? Oh, no, it would be immediately be <laughs> Because I would be like, I'd be asking for child support. I guess you can't do that if you don't have the child. But could I get, I guess you can't get anything. No, d- dude, if you were a deadbeat guy, like, uh, I mean. You knock up Taylor Swift. Not if you're a deadbeat guy like me, I would want to knock them up. But you knock one of them up. How would you get, how would you make anything out of that? Because they're the, you're the father of the kid. Like, now you have to raise a child together. No, you don't. They yeah, can just do. be like, no, they would just go to a judge and be like, judge, clearly I'm a fucking millionaire. I have all these servants and nannies and money. Just give me custody of the child. Look at this piece of shit. He has a podcast. It's and I would offensive. say, judge, I'm a professional SHAD. Okay. Stay home, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she has to, she has to support me. I don't think she does. No, I, I, know. I think if the tables are turned... You know, if you're Drake or, I don't know, one of the other guys. Lil Wayne. Well, well we need a white one to match your Taylor Swift. Uh, um, the Michael Bublé? That, <laughs> that guy or John Mayer? He's a good John one. Mayer. If he knocks up a woman, then he has to give her money. I don't want to turn this into an MRA thing. I'm just, aren't these just the facts? I think that is. I, I don't think we could knock up taylor swift and be supported by taylor swift i think and, first, and a judge isn't even though you, as michael bubla or whatever is that how you say his name i think so i always thought it was buble buble uh what about a uh, tom or alan thick's kid what's his something thick robin thick robin thick yeah Anyways. uh the judge even though robin thick has tons of money he's got that growing pains money um from his dad the judge isn't going to just automatically take the kid from the mother and be like, well, you just go with Alan Thicke because, you know, the mother doesn't have any money. And then Alan Thicke's going to have to, or Robin Thicke's going to have to pay him, her. And it's fine, though, because Robin Thicke's like, you know, I'm going to go shag all these other birds. So, sure, raise the that kid. That woman in his video was incredibly hot. Even, I bet you she would abort my child, too. Oh, God, she would abort. If- I mean, she wouldn't. She was not going to carry any child to term because her whole, her whole career is based on, you know, having that body. But Okay, I'm just saying, of these three, which one do you think will be the first one to the Planned Parenthood to abort the kid? Well, who lives closest? <laughs> who has the fastest car? Uh, I bet I you it's know. Nicki Minaj. Why? Because she doesn't want to ruin that figure. Oh, I thought you were going to say because she's African-American. No, think how much money she's put into it. She doesn't want to ruin the figure. Yeah, that's Whereas, true. Yeah, Katy Perry might have to do it. Taylor Swift could probably just sort of anorexic abortion it away on her own. Just will it away. Just not eat yeah. for like a week. And it would just like, just. She, I bet you Taylor Swift can put her mind to it and just make herself miscarriage. Yeah, you know, She's pretty amazing. Uh, she is an amazing woman. Yeah. But the reason I'm bringing up Planned Parenthood here is, be, uh, have you seen the secretly recorded video that just came out that Republicans are just clamoring over? They're loving this video. It's uh, where this group called the Center for Medical Progress surreptitiously recorded a video with Deborah Nakatola, the Senior Director of Medical Services at Planned Parenthood, where she's discussing selling fetal tissue and organs. I did see that. Uh, while they're having lunch. <laughs> she's eating a salad oh republicans are just all over this they're loving it and, and the video is long i mean it's like a 90 minute lunch you know and they're and they're just frankly actually i think i was the one who told you it was 90 minutes and then i looked i went back and looked it up it's actually two hours and 45 minutes which oh, that, that scandalizes minutes. me more than this discussion that this you know group that's funded by the you know with government grants 
Their fucking senior officials are fucking going on two hour and 45 minute lunches. Come on. What amazes me. Yeah. What amazes me about this woman too is like, she didn't vet who she was even speaking to. And they're like, oh yeah, we're from biotech, uh, you know, AT and love. Um, Are us. Yeah. Biotechs (laughs) are us. You've heard of us, aren't you? We're going to take you out to lunch and just one thing we need is ask you some really probing questions. And then she's like, that's a really large cowboy hat you're wearing. Oh, don't mind this. And are you it wearing a, a turban? Bu- it has a strange <laughs> buckle on the front of it. What, what's that red light? Oh, just uh, don't look fashion. at that. Fashion. Um, but anyway. Nicki Minaj I, has one just like it with the red light. <laughs> I'm amazed that uh, Deborah Nucatola <laughs> would be so frank, though, and speak about these things so openly with people who she hardly even knows. You know, that, that's what that bothers me group, about it. One of the one of the complaints from pa- Planned Parenthood is that this group sort of infiltrated like one of their inner circle conferences, so they just thought that everybody at the conference was like automatically on board. Oh, and that and so that's probably why they ended up going out. Well, this group is uh, supported by Live Action, who's just a notorious interest group that's just against Planned Parenthood. They're, they're constantly making these videos uh, to discredit uh, Planned Parenthood, but not many people know about them. Uh, but then they were, they even created another faux interest group called the Center for Medical Progress. And then if you go to Center for Medical Progress's website, it's just a bunch of videos about stem cell research. Like they try to achieve legitimacy, but they really don't even exist. They're nothing. They're just made so they could acquire this video. Yeah, but this kind of stuff happens all the time. You, it's not really that nefarious. No, it's just, I mean, it's underhanded it's furtive it's a 501c3 I mean, what, what amazes me about this woman is so why would she speak so openly about something that because she thought she was talking to an ally i mean how many this is what this is kind of what bothered first of all let me tell everybody that i believe yeah, what's the your position of the show is pro-abortion right our personal positions and the official position of the show is pro-abortion i'm pro-abortion so for everyone stop <laughs> typing the angry tweet uh right now but like in your job if you thought like oh this person's on on the same side as me they work for my company like would you be saying shit that if some random person heard it you would be scandalized dude whenever we go to the mall for lunch i'm looking around (laughs) just to to make sure just to make sure that there's no one within earshot um you know that that's why this woman I, i just can't believe she would sit there and just speak so candidly and openly about something just so graphic and vile. And yet people are eating lunch all around her. She's just like shoving food in her mouth being like, yeah, you know, we rip the head and after out of the dilation has to occur and we just use our tongs and it's just like, blah. Yeah. Well, while I'm pro abortion, I will say I hate doctors in general. I'm pro Planned Parenthood. I think that place is a service for society. Although I'm a little less pro now that, you know, you know, some of your tax money goes to them. I don't care if they perform abortions with it, but the fucking two hour and 45 uh, minute lunches. Yeah, I mean, that kind of bothers me. That I do not approve of. But uh, yeah, they've they've uh, saved me from a couple a couple times. I'd say Planned Parenthood's a very it's a blessed organization. They should or I'm a company, demon spawn. you know, company, and they they should uh, they should continue to exist for sure. Mm. But anyway, this is a little bit of uh, not a little bit, but a lot of yoke on the face here for Planned Parenthood, oh, who are constantly why are you being bring an egg into it. <laughs> It's possible, you know, before 
we move on. It's possible that what she's doing is completely appropriate, but that she's just a shitty person with bad social skills, and that the way that she's discussing discussing it is what makes it so bad. It's her cavalier tone. That's that's the problem. Is like she's just sitting there as like so matter of factly being like, oh yeah, you know, we want to get the body intact. I mean, I'm going to play a little audio from it, and you and you can be the judge of that. But but keep in mind, it's a two and a half hour or two hour and forty five minute video. But they this. Center for Medical Progress edited it down into, what, like 12-minute segments, half-hour segments. They heavily edited this video to release the most damning segments of what she said. Because there's a lot of stuff if you but watch... But that's the, just, as somebody who does a podcast, I mean, you gotta do that. The that's Daily Show. That's why that's we the only daily want three-minute calls, you know? I mean... But think the, the, da- the Daily, daily Show does more, it all the time. I, yeah, but The Daily Show is even more uh, dastardly about it. You know, like... I don't think they really... I, do you think that anything in these Center for Medical Progress videos is taken out of context? Well, I think the video... I think what's being edited is not the Center for Medical Progress. They release this this video. What's being edited are all these conservative websites that are just pulling out the sound bites that they want. But would you say that they're out of context? And well, that the, the meaning, if you heard the whole video, would change? I don't think so. I think if you heard someone discussing a price for tissue, saying, oh, yeah, anywhere between 30 to $100, you know, sometimes we'll get like $500. That's and pretty then, cheap, actually. Yeah, but when she's specifying this, and then... I think yeah, then they cut out steak are more expensive than that. But then you cut out this part. I think for the affiliates, at the end of the day, it's a nonprofit. You know, we just want to break even. And, you know, if we can do a little bit better than break even, well, then we're able to support the clinic. And that's cut out, you know. And then what's cut out is, uh, you know, when you you see surgeons or, you know, interviews with different surgeons are saying, actually, you know, 30 to $100 barely even covers expenses Hmm. for removal of these organs. Hmm. But but that part, you know, we don't don't want the Center for Medical Progress doesn't want to highlight that. We don't want to bring light, you know, bring attention to that. Right. Well, they we did want, release the whole video, but like you said, they the did, news organizations are... Uh, well, it's like redstate.org, Breitbart, and just all these conservative websites are just like, well, we're, we're going to just take the parts that we want. But you know, at the same time, Jon Stewart, the, uh, the, you know, the Daily Show, look what they do. Right. You know, it's, I mean, that's, that's media. It's the nature of the game. And so, yeah. Nature of the game. Plus, people just have short attention spans. You can't expect them to listen to a 15-minute clip. They just won't do it. Boring. Boring. Three-minute calls, people. Yeah, we want to hear the uh, Cannibal Corpse lyrics. So, yeah, listen to this, though. This woman talking about this is amazing. Every provider has had patients who want to donate their tissue, and they absolutely want to come to They just want to do it in a way that is not perceived as this clinic is selling tissue, this clinic is making money off of this. Okay. So she's saying that, you know, they don't want to be perceived as making money off of this. But anytime you start talking about perception, that means you're doing something shady. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, you know, it's, it's a, so I actually take that back. I have used those terms at work before. So I do think, say things once in a while where it's like, uh, I wouldn't really want anybody to hear this. Well, it's hard not to seem ghoulish when you're talking about selling, like, you know, livers that belong to fetuses. Right. You know, it's just... But so she's discussing this here. So um, when... So that it doesn't raise, raise any question of this is. I think it's funny it's the way about. they're just asking these really probing questions, what, and she's like, what "Sure." Would you 
What, what price you know, tag I, would I'm you put on it? I'm going to throw a number out. I would say it's probably anywhere from thirty to hundred dollars, depending on. Thirty to a hundred dollars. The thirty to a hundred dollars price. That's per specimen that we're talking about. The man got excited. The thirty to a hundred dollars price. That's per specimen that we're talking about, right? Yeah. Per specimen. How much of a difference can that actually make if you if you know? What if it's a really nice one? <laughs> premium <laughs> can we choose the body parts like do you pay more for like the testicles are we gonna listen to this whole thing because it's pretty boring no i'm gonna i'm trying to fast forward to the part where uh she's talking about like it's it, they, she gets really graphic too and, they, and keep in mind they're eating lunch so there's somebody next to her you know eating you know like a, a chicken salad sandwich and yeah. meanwhile she's talking about like busting placentas and like using cranium like forceps. I'd say a lot, a lot of people want liver. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want liver. And for that reason, she's taking a bite. She's, she's eating food while she's talking about this. Forceps. Got a rate limiting step of the procedure is calvarium. Calvarium. She's talking, so here she's talking about the calvarium. We're going to listen to this in a second. But a calvarium is the cranium. Very rare to have them dilated. To bring the function, to bring the body cavity out intact. I like, I like how the guy's just like, oh, to bring the, the body cavity out intact. Yep. Of just, the vagina. <laughs> right? Well, That's then, where it comes out. Do you ever get any poop on your hand from the butthole being so close? <laughs> no. Well, she's, I like how she's talking about like, well, you know, it's really hard to get the uh, full dilation when the cranium's coming first. Oh, well, some of the girls do have full dilation. You're just like, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Wide open beaver talk. You guys chubbing up. Oh, Jesus, the, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Hang on. The Planned Fresh Parenthood up. regulars tend to have like no problem with dilation. <laughs> but um but yeah the guy just kind of encourages her and sort of coaches her along to give them the sound bites that they need but yeah, she's it, you kind know, of a dupe she's just an idiot like why she would talk about this and so it's embarrassing and, and planned parenthood you know is trying uh, to caveat she's probably much smarter than either of us but... yeah but she doesn't have any she's just no social tact and that's another thing about doctors too like doctors are just like they're so used they're so desensitized to right. like yeah ripping fetuses out of vaginas and all, and and what Plus have they you think they're smarter than everybody and better than everybody. it's the arrogance and it's so arrogance. they'll sit there like if i was eating lunch next to this person i'd be like come on i'm trying to eat my burrito bowl here and now you're just making me think of like you know squeezed uh squeezed tampons or whatever you're talking about it's disgusting you knew it would never do this the only doctor i approve of is the gersh Although she's probably talking about bunions and stuff. Which is oh, the, oh, the Gersh. I forgot about the Gersh. Yeah, the Gersh. How could you forget about the Gersh? The Gersh. She's uh, number one yeah. medical fan. I'm sure she's she's spoken inappropriately about some medical procedure. About bunions and like ingrown toenails while you're trying to eat your chicken salad sandwich. So Planned Parenthood president. Come on, Gersh. Uh, we talked about this. Cecile Richards has apologized for Nucatella's tone and manner of speaking. And uh, you know that they're obviously embarrassed about it, but... But the fact of the matter is, and then this is what Republicans are doing. They're like saying, okay, look at the, you know, the, this is why Planned Parenthood needs to be shut down. It's because they're profiting off the sale of, of fetal tissue. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, it's actually not illegal to sell fetal tissue for research. Well, is it moral? Maybe it's not moral. I think it's, I think it's a moral of Planned Parenthood. Just come out and be like, what she was talking about is what happens. Here's exactly what we do. We abort babies 
Everybody knows it. <laughs> and we do a lot of other things too, which Planned Parenthood supporters always want to promote. Fine. But we abort a lot of babies. And sometimes the baby's going to die, but we can use the organs to fund, you know, to help medical research that will save other people's lives. That's what we do. You want to know how many livers we sold last year or transferred or whatever the fuck you want to say? Uh, 115,000. I don't know. That That's what we do. Why fight? Why is it all like behind, with all these euphemisms and behind, you know, shadowy closed doors well, that they're doing all this stuff? The, the, the thing is, I fully support this. I actually think they should sell fetal tissue for profit. I don't. I don't care about that. I don't have an issue with it. Um, you know, I mean, if it could save lives or if this tissue could be used for something else, it's fine. But why aren't they honest about it? Why aren't they saying, you know, this is what this is how much it costs to extract a intact fetus? And this is how much it costs to give to donate organs for research to different sci- scientific laboratories. And this is how much money we make from it. I think so, they know that in general, the American people would not support it. That's the problem. But we live in a democracy and they're taking a lot of federal tax money. So that's how it should be. But, but here the Republicans are saying, oh, this is a violation of federal law. Yes, the sale of organs, both adult and fetal, for transplantation is illegal. But donation of tissue... From aborted fetuses and from adults is not. <laughs> who decides who gets to donate? The mother? That's the thing. Uh-huh. And payments for reasonable costs is allowed under law. So they're not even breaking the law here. So instead, you have Republicans who are just trolling for attention, you know, g- giving any kind of incentive to uh, rail against abortion and rally up the, uh, you know, their constituents. And then, then you get all these conservative groups that are also like, well, okay, now we got more fodder for our site, another way we can attack Planned Parenthood. Like, live action's my favorite. Did you, did you see this other thing that they did? So they're the ones that, that uh, you know, back this Seneca, Center for Medical Research. But then uh, they released another video where they're claiming a, a second investigative video that just came out showing what Planned Parenthood counselors teach minors in the name of sex ed. Sexual bondage, sadomasochism. Yeah. Steering them to sex stores to get educated. Yeah. And uh, they also I support said, all these things, by the way. <laughs> according to the counselor, sexual exploration is normal. It can be fun. And for ideas to imitate, she referenced Fifty Shades of Grey. And she said, uh, you know, there are many different fetishes out there. Some guys like for women to urinate on them or poop on them. It's true. You know, and so, so they're Some saying. Girls what, like it too, right? They're saying what Planned Parenthood advocates is, is uh, scat, you know, scat play. Amongst teens. <laughs> well, you can't get pregnant. It's not blown out of proportion at all, I'm sure. But you can't get pregnant doing scat play. Yeah, and then there's not going to be any abortions. Is that what's, is that the future? You is know, like, uh, scat play? No, just like kids. Well, yeah, but kids being like, come on, Judy, we've been going out for three weeks. Let's just let me fuck you. <laughs> She's like, no, Billy, but I'll let you poop on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then like he's got to go back in the locker room with his friends like dude did you fuck judy yet nah but she shit in my mouth so that was pretty cool <laughs> wow dude i heard she shit in everybody's mouth fuck off i'll beat your ass am i still a virgin well technically <laughs> did it go in your pee hole <laughs> yeah then no you're not a virgin that counts. did you come did you come on the well poop? you're definitely a scat fetishist did you come on her poop or your poop they call this investigative series Sex Ed, Planned Parenthood's Dangerous Sex Advice for Kids. Right. So they're against, they're actually against, not only are they against abortions, they're against teaching kids how not to get pregnant. 
Yeah. I They're mean, just, which, uh, just totally into just, you know, population bombing the earth. That's but it just seems point. counter, yeah, counterproductive. It's like, so what, who's going to support these kids that aren't being aborted? Uh, they'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll, eat, they'll eat gravel and fucking grass and weeds and stuff. It's, it's not that bad. Well, that, that's my favorite thing about the Republicans is like, you know, they're so against abortion, but do they want to help these kids? These poor kids that I mean, need medical a lot of attention. Them do, honestly, you know, they give money to their churches and the churches help the kids. But why, you know, they want to just cut the Gordian knot and just not even have them around. Exactly. That's that's the thing. It's, you know, I mean, you'll Plus see. jails take a lot, care of a lot of kids. <laughs> Juvenile <laughs> halls. <laughs> give them food and places to sleep. So it's one of the reasons why I like Planned Parenthood. Anyway, I do recommend you watching that video. Not the whole thing, but it uh, it'll definitely turn your stomach. <laughs> You should watch it while you're eating um, SpaghettiOs. Um, Beatles episode 493 here of Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Send your stories. Wackily and I read them here on the air. And if we give you credit, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send your stories to Sick and Wrong podcast at ahotmail.com or submit, th- submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. And we got some good ones here this week. Before we get to our first story, here's a word from our sponsor. It's Butt Plug Month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. The first one came in from uh, Rocco. I don't think that's a real name. Have you <laughs> ever met a guy named star? Rocco? No, but have you ever seen the porn star Rocco? I don't want to go John Steele here, but he's got a huge way. <laughs> no, I don't usually follow male porn stars. I don't. I mean, he's he's old. He's been around for a long time. He's, after a while, he's you start to notice. School. Hey, it's that same guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, he's an old school man. Like uh, who's the guy that uh, that Steele and Martin loved? Uh, I don't know, but he's not that as he's like more like like a Ron early. Jeremy type. He's more like 2005 era. Not I think those guys like 1993 porn stars. No, they like guys from like the 80s. Yeah. Right. Like Ron Jeremy era porn stars. I forget their name. But anyway, um, Rocco sent this story in. A New Jersey mom speaks out after daughter's ex breaks into home and hides under bed for days. So that's got to be annoying. You know, you, you think immediately after a breakup and you're a parent trying to help your daughter recover from this. And it's like the boyfriend keeps coming back because he won't take no for an answer. Klingon. He's a Klingon. Exactly. An unflushable. Like, you know, she's trying to flush him, but it just keeps coming back up the mom's trying to out of the drain well the mom the daughter they're just trying Everybody. to move on and so yeah you know this probably goes on for what period of like maybe a couple months three months Ooh, that's a long time i mean maybe a couple months of him like yeah. you know popping by every now and then especially if they dated for years booty and calls. then well trying to get a booty call and then yeah. there's the facebook stalking which probably goes on a little bit longer and then eventually you move on you can block people on facebook though and Instagram, you can do the same thing. People should, yeah. People need to utilize that feature more. I mean, in real life, you can't if the guy lives, you know, in your area. <laughs> well, you know, but but most people move on. That's what I'm getting at. After what, like a period of six months, you just give up. 
If you're, you're the guy who wants to still be in the relationship, that guy gives up after six months. Yeah. That's, and you that move on, you get a new relationship. Unless you're Jason Hubbard, the suspect here. He broke into this house and he camped out under a bed in a spare room for as many as nine days. <laughs> where was he shitting? That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering that the whole time. And not only shitting, where are you pissing? Well, remember that NASA astronaut who was a, it was a, she was a female and she was like a jilted lover and she oh, drove the some van for three days with depend on. Yeah. Did she, did she wear diapers so she could just yeah. make it there as soon as, as, as fast yeah. as possible? Which I guess if you're an astronaut, you're used to that type of thing. Shitting in your spacesuit. <laughs> what did she do? Like, did she attack like a, uh. I, I didn't research this. It just popped into my head. Yeah, but I mean, wasn't she... She was a jilted lover. Her husband was yeah. cheating on her. And I think she's going to attack the uh, homewrecker. But I think her husband was like kind of legitimately with the new person. And she like traveled across the country to like, go and yeah, like assault this lady and the guy maybe. Do you think she changed first? Or do you think she just had the soiled diaper on while she was attacking him? I think you got to strike while the iron's hot. I mean, you wore the diaper the whole way there for purposes of speed. Why are you going to lose a couple of precious minutes at the end? Yeah, to go and shower and change, you're right. Wipe your ass. <laughs> so uh, police responded to a 911 call because obviously uh, someone discovered him and they found an intruder in the house. Upon arrival, officers came in contact with Hubbard in the home and they placed him under arrest for criminal trespassing. Uh, he was hiding upstairs underneath the bed in the daughter's bedroom. Um, the mother said, he used to date my daughter five years ago. Whoa. It didn't end well. He didn't say why he came back. He just picked our house to hide out in. And uh, I guess he didn't have anywhere else to go. So he's five like years. Guy. So in five years, a lot can happen to people. I mean, you can get married. You could have a kid. You can get fat. You, know, you can get fat. But it's like... This guy just did not move on. And that, that's got to be the worst, especially for like, you know, a woman. It's like, you know, you date this guy for a while, it didn't work out, date him for a few months, and then you move on with your life. You get married, you have a kid, and then meanwhile, you keep seeing this guy or, or a high school crush, and he's just still, you know, working at the uh, supermarket or working at McDonald's. And you just see this guy, and he just, that's, you were the best thing in his life. And dudes get crazy. Yeah. Dude, do get crazy. Don't fuck around with these losers because they'll you'll you're gonna live with them for the you know the rest of time because they're not gonna move. The more the more of a loser they are, the more you know they're not gonna move on. He's probably got a shrine in the house in like he probably doesn't have a house actually, but a shrine in the uh, under the bed, the dumpster that he lives in <laughs> at the box under the bed. So he entered the home through an open door when someone was taking out the garbage. So he had been like stalking the house, like staking it out here. After entering the house, he ran up to a spare bedroom where he stayed under the bed for, for nine days. He also began charging his four cell phones, utilizing an electric outlet under the bed. Hmm. Four. Now, now we start to find out why he doesn't have money to pay for an apartment. What? Did, why would you need Does four cell phones? he have four different like, plans that he's paying for? What is that? Like $320 a month? Are they all iPhones or does he like, well, I got an no, iPhone, got an Android, Android, you know, Nokia, um, Razor, T-Mobile. I, I just wonder, like, why four? Who's calling him? He's got a lot of irons in the fire, this guy. He's probably a drug dealer, right? Do you, how does he carry these phones? I guess he probably wears baggy pants. <laughs> well, Hillary Clinton had like five phones. Yeah, just but she's, she has pages, though. Like this, Do you think Huma is hot? Nah, I, can't, I don't think I'd be. I'm not into I'm it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. You think so? You'd hit it? Yeah. 
How old is she? <laughs> I have no idea. It's got to be, f- what, late 40s? No. Huma? Is it Huma or Huma? I think it's Huma. <laughs> okay. She's carried a lot of cell phones. That's all I'm saying. That's a real story. <laughs> no, she's probably what? Like mid, nah, maybe mid to late 30s. That's what yeah. I meant. Not 40s. 35 30s. to 45. Yeah. With Huma. a 99% confidence rate that she's in that range. Do you think she hates Chelsea Clinton? No. I think she no. hates her husband, <laughs> Matthew Weiner. <laughs> so he had four cell phones. He's charging all four cell phones. I don't know who he's calling. Who wants to hang out with this guy? Guy doesn't even have a house. I think Still he's a drug dealer. for his ex-girlfriend. Oh, maybe. But do you think if he's a, he's not a very good drug dealer? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, who's fronting him drugs? Because I, I mean, he, he doesn't even have a car. He's probably just selling like lore tabs that he steals from his grandma or something. So the uh, mother said, I haven't heard from him in five years because I wasn't scared. I was just angry. Amazed. Yeah. Um, Seriously, dude? It's five years ago. Fuck out <laughs> from under get the over it, dude. How old are you? Yeah. How old is the guy? I don't even see. He's, uh, they don't even specify. 28 years old. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I guess. Um, I guess uh, he'd just been living there. I don't know what his plan was. I don't know if he was planning on just to continue living there. But the husband heard a noise in the bedroom. Um, He looked under the bed and he found him, called police. And the couple's 28-year-old son corralled Hubbard until uh, the officers arrived. Corralled him. Held him in a headlock. Hmm. Uh, The mom said she doesn't even think he was eating. He just had water under the bed. And uh, It's all all water under the bed. (laughs) I love how the reporter's like, what would your message be to him? Stay away from my house and never come back. Makes sense. Good, good message, lady. But my question <laughs> you, is... You blew it. What did he do, though? Where did he go to the bathroom? I'm saying depend. Or he, when they were all out of the house, he snuck to the bathroom. That's probably more likely. Yeah, but it sounds like a lot of people are living in this... depend for nine days. It sounds like a lot of people are living in this house. You got the 28-year-old yeah, son. Yeah, they all work during the day. The husband. Like doofus. I mean, this guy was just chilling. Just I want to know. Yeah, I want to know what games he was playing on his phones. Captain Angry Crunch, Birds. you know, Angry in the Birds. morning, hanging out watching TV, playing Angry Birds on one of his four cell phones. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. With the, with the sound off, of course. So he's charged with burglary and uh, theft of services, electric current <laughs> from the plug. From the plugs. <laughs> so that's what he's being charged for. I wonder what the daughter thinks, because you know the mom's just like, "Why did you date? I told you." If this guy's a loser. Oh, that guy? If you were the husband, would you just beat his ass on principle? Ass would be beat. Uh, he might be shot, actually. Yeah, because you have a gun. You have an excuse to shoot somebody. I mean, I can't... I don't. Maybe I'm oblivious. Maybe there's somebody under my couch right now. And I, but I, it, I find it hard to believe... I guess I have a small house. But I find it hard to believe somebody could be in my house for nine days and I wouldn't realize it. But maybe this is like a big Midwestern house. Do you think he watched the, uh, the daughter sleeping? I think he sn- was sniffing panties <laughs> out of the hamper, don't you? He's probably wearing panties. Wear them, sniff them. Same thing. You got to watch the order that you do. <laughs> what do you have here for the second story? I have another domestic story. This is domestic story week at Sick and Wrong. Um, Stent from uh, Steve sent it through Facebook. He says, special delivery. Special delivery. With an exclamation point. Uh, This happened in Paisley 
Is that a part of London or near London? I think it is. Paisley Park, where uh, Prince, it doesn't say Paisley Prince Park. Records. It just says Paisley. Maybe that's where Paisley Park is. But doesn't that sound like a town though in England? I live in Paisley. I live in Paisley, mate. I live in Paisley. Velveteen <laughs> touch of a dandy fop. Living in Paisley. Shropfordshire's Paisley district. <laughs> uh, Mar- Marius, Marius Wo- Wojcik. I think it's a Polish guy. A Polish dude. The Pol- <laughs> Polish, are, Polish are like the immigrant of choice, in, at least in the London area. Do they have a lot of Polish, uh, Polish yeah. people in, uh, in yep. England? Yep. Why? Why? Why do the Polish? I don't know. They immigrate to they immigrate to London because you know jobs are better. Hmm. Work in the hotels a lot. I noticed. That's interesting. Yeah. So are Polish like the minorities? Are they considered like the the minorities of uh, the UK? I don't know if it's the. I've only been to London, so. But I'm just. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I just think. Yeah, they're like, you know, in California we have lots of Mexicans, and so. There they are. You go to a Polish hotel, people. the lady cleaning the room, right, even running the front desk, probably Mexican. So what, Mexican what, American. What about other Eastern European, like Slovenians and like other Eastern Romanians? I'm sure like somebody's going to point out that this guy isn't Polish. So yeah, we'll hear about that later. All right, whatever. Fans. Let's just assume he's Polish. Sounds like Wojcik sounds Polish to me. He's 45. He'd been drinking heavily at a pub in Paisley, which I approve of. You know, the, the Polish can drink a lot. Can they? I don't know. Yeah, they, they can. They uh, they they imbibe Put a lot away. of alcohol. Yeah. Um, and in in London, you have to if you want to get drunk, you got to start early because the place is close. The pubs close at ten p.m. or something like that. Ten thirty. So what time did this guy start? It doesn't say, but he just says he was drinking heavily. So I'm assuming he had to start early. And especially if he's Polish, because he could probably drink uh, I don't know like twenty Stellas. Yeah, you drank just a bunch a of buzz. Stella, and then uh, he started walking around the neighborhood. When I was in Michigan on vacation last week, I noticed something. Lots of people in Michigan uh, walk around without their shirt on. You don't Even, see that. Do you see that in California? Yeah, but I mean, do they have like an impressive physique to show no, off? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more the opposite. If you see somebody with their shirt off, they probably don't have an impressive physique. But people are just like, it's hot. I'm taking my shirt off. So just like a big old beer belly and just like yeah. really bad tattoos. Farmer's yeah. tan. Pretty much. Yeah. Nice. Midwest. But you don't see that in California. I think it's too sunny. You'll get burned. Well, you, go to, in, you go to the beach towns like uh, I'm not Santa talking Monica about on the fucking beach. Dumbass. You're just saying just regular walk. Oh, just yeah, regular only, like you're at a gas station and some guy's pumping his gas and he's got his shirt off. That's what I'm talking about. No, only the homeless do that here. Right. Yeah. But in, in, in Michigan, I saw it a lot. It's not like these guys were like the upper crust CEOs of Michigan companies, but they weren't exactly homeless people either, but it's just nor- more normal there to walk around with your shirt off. My point being that this guy took his shirt off in Paisley. I bet you that doesn't happen often in Paisley. <laughs> so he's walking around the neighborhood shirtless, and I don't know if he thought this was his, I guess he didn't think it was his apartment because you'd try the key if it was your apartment, or he must have thought it was the apartment of a friend or something or an ex-girlfriend, like your story. He must have drank a lot. But it turns out he didn't know anybody who lived in this place. He had no relation. But he started to kick the door of a flat. And he prompted the young mother who lived there, who had, by the remember, didn't know this guy at all, uh, prompted the young mother who lived there, who was with her young daughter and niece, to call the police and her boyfriend. Dude, I would be thinking hostile. 
like the movie Hostel, like this weird well, Eastern European guy <laughs> trying to take me away. Bo- you're not in Eastern Europe. Yeah, but who knows? They, that's where they get their, uh, that's how they sex traffic. They just kind of find young women. And they just and put would, you in a bag. and Yeah, it's like they put them in the marriage sack. I mean, you ever see it's the, the Kazakh marriage sack. And then the next thing you know, you're in a bordello somewhere in like Eastern Europe. Okay. Now, here's a thought experiment. Your girlfriend, who actually maybe has your child, maybe has a previous boyfriend's child, but has a young child well, and matters, a niece, actually. young niece. She calls you from her apartment and she says, uh, there's a crazy drunk Polish dude. He has a shirt off and he's fucking kicking the door down. Come save me. Well, did you call the police? Yeah, but you come too. Then you go, I mean, you go over there and the guy's still kicking the door. <laughs> I don't think you do what this guy does. He he made his way past Wojcik into the flat. So somehow he like got How? in the door and closed the door, but the guy's still out there and he barricaded the door. Wojcik's still kicking it. I, I don't even it understand Seems like you'd take a swing at him if you're a real man. Yeah, I would something. grab a cricket bat and then yeah, just grab like... grab a bat on the way over and just beat the shit out of his shins. I mean, can't, yeah, is that, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, call, I call a couple of your mates, go over there, six-man beat down. Time. I mean, I know, I know certain people who would, who would very much appreciate the call. <laughs> you know, hey, there's some lady trying to, or some guy trying to break into my girlfriend's apartment. Do you want to go beat his ass? I know a lot of my friends. I, I like, could imagine a couple people yeah. that would be into that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, without me. I, I, what I don't understand is how did he get past the guy? I don't know. Some kind of a... You know, nin- British ninja maju- maneuver. Would he teleport or something? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's, remember, this guy's really drunk. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you're kind of like, hey, dude, look over there. And then he, as he looks over he there. He just run quickly in there. It's like, like quickly it get this. the whole time, you dumbass. Get the wardrobe and let's barricade the door. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> have you ever done that, like, chair under the doorknob? No, because I have testicles. I would well, go so out with a cricket bat and beat the shit out of the guy. I've never understood why the chair won't just slide across the floor. Because it's like anchored in between the floorboards. I don't know. We're going to do a not, a not thought experiment, a real experiment one of these times. Well, so what was the thought experiment? Like, would you attack the guy or would you sneak yeah, yeah, in? Would you, or would you just be like, I'm just going to slip past you like a little slipping Jimmy? <laughs> what do you think his uh, girlfriend was doing? Like, Do you think she was just like... She's like, wait, now you're in here with me in the same situation? What the fuck? Like, you were such a labia. Yeah. Like, you're such a wuss. Come on, man. Not even a set of labia. You were a single labia. That's what you are to me. (laughs) Yeah. You're a labia majora. That's what you are. Now we're both in here in the same pickle. Wow. Well, uh, they barricaded the door. So I guess the guy decided, like, well, kicking, it's not going to work anymore. He wasn't that drunk. He knows the laws of physics with a fucking chair. What if he's just ramming it with his head? Then he did another thing, though, that's kind of pretty specific to the UK, maybe some other foreign countries. I don't know about your apartment, but do you have a do you have like a mail slot in your front door? No, Not a mail, M A L E, but M A I L slot. No, I get. We have like a little mail area that you just go in with your key. Yeah, I have, a, I have a mail box. It's on the outside of my house. Mailman puts the mail in there. I go out and get it. I don't just have like a fucking hole in my door that anybody can stick anything through, like an M80 or whatever. <laughs> or your penis. Because that's what this guy did. He Wait. stuck his naked <laughs> cock through the mail slot, which I guess he got down on his knees. And uh, did he do voices? I don't think he did like a... 
Ace no. Ventura type of puppet show, although that would be awesome. <laughs> the uh, cops finally showed up and hauled him away into court. You know, the next day after he sobered up, and uh, he admitted to behaving in a threatening, abusive manner by repeatedly kicking the door, shouting Did he admit at the to occupants, shoving his dog through the mail slot, and placing his penis through the letter box. They call it a letter box, but it's not a box; it's a slot. You know what? I'm amazed about this. So, what I'm surprised about is why didn't someone just like kick his dick or do something? Like, what was there a dog? I mean, I what if there was a dog, like a pit bull, in the house? Or a chihuahua is even worse. Just anything. I mean, it's like the guy's dog. Like, he's so vulnerable sticking his penis through the mail slot. Why wouldn't you do that? Like, I mean, I can see the girls, you know, the mom and the niece and the daughter being sort of horrified and shrieking away. But, yeah, why didn't the boyfriend take his, uh, you know, his Doc Martens and just trying to shear the thing off? Because well, I think we're dealing with an emasculated European male here. Oh, <laughs> the Polish penis. Oh, the shock of it all. Look at his todger. It's a todger. Oh, you it's got a to todger it. snake in my mail slot. I've never been so appalled in all my life. Yeah, I don't He's know. Why a- wouldn't you just kick it? You have a cricket bat or something. I'm just, I'm amazed. <laughs> just, the, doesn't the mail slot have a little flap? Yeah. I mean, just, just the wind doesn't come in there. Just fucking hit it with your fist and pinch the guy's wang off. <laughs> you know, it's probably a courtship ritual in Poland. <laughs> Okay, that's why I'm surprised that they, they, that guy is probably doing this, thinking you know he saw a woman in there, and that's what Polish do. That's how they get yeah. they get laid. They get really drunk, shove their dick through the mail slot. Or it's, it's like a, you know they have different Christmas rituals. <laughs> like in Poland, Santa Claus is called Captain Wang Flap. He comes and for the for the good children, he puts his penis through. For the bad children, he pinches a loaf off through the mail slot. <laughs> And all this guy was just all he's guilty is of confusing the month. That's exactly what it is. It is probably that's the the, the Christmas ritual of uh, Warsaw. Yeah, not of all Poland, but just the weird town that he's from in like the corner of Poland that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> so uh, what happened? He says he's so drunk that he had no recollection, which is the go-to defense. Well, I'm sure you're caught on like a camera in the UK, so watch it. Yeah. The next day. Oh, of course there's camera footage of this guy. And he's deeply ashamed of his conduct. Uh, the judge didn't, you know, wasn't happy with it. But all he got was uh, 200 hours of uh, community service. Did he lot. have to go clean the mail slot at least? Or what? apologize? <laughs> Just buff it out with his handkerchief. That would have been an awkward apology. Yeah. I don't think the family probably wants to see him anymore. I wow. Wouldn't. You know, I bet you that's very common in the UK. Just dealing with complete drunkards. Like they, we had a friend, uh, or we have a friend that lived over there for a while, and he was saying on like a weekly basis, someone would be trying to get into his house, not to rob him, just because they thought it was their house and they were locked yeah. out, so they were trying to climb in through the window, right? Just to, like pass out in your bed. <laughs> that would never happen in the U.S. because we have guns here. Well, or if you're, I mean, don't we have some famous celebrities that pull that kind of shit? Like, namely. Uh rehabilitated uh, uh, Charlie Robert Sheen and Robert Downey Jr. did that too didn't uh, Ellen DeGeneres' old wife pull some shit like that at one point Portia Rossi no the one before that I don't even remember who that is neither do I she turned straight and then dated somebody else Anne Hesh Anne Hesh I don't know where I pulled that out of yeah, but you know, those are celebrities. Celebrities are allowed to do what they, <laughs> they want because they are, they they're are like our clowns. royalty. But they're our royalty. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's just, you know, normal people, when we do that type of... Sh- when we engage in those type of shenanigans, we get shot. Yeah. So there you go, That's people. True. You know, Don't drink responsibly. 
don't try to shove your penis through a mail slot. You know, it's just, it's Unless never it's a good idea. And you, I mean, you can play like sexy games with your girlfriend. Yeah, but yeah, but you, you don't can, even, you can role Americans play. Americans don't even have a mail slot, so. Yeah, but some, some guys could do it through the little peephole. <laughs> yeah, you know, some of the micro penis guys. Yeah. Anyway, people send your stories to groundpodcast.com. We got to get some phone calls. 206 666 3846 is that number. Uh, we actually got a special guest helping us out with phone calls. Uh, a friend of mine who just, uh, just wrote a comic. He's going to talk about his comic and, uh, nice. and going to Comic Con. And yeah, went to Comic Con. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Here's another word from our sponsor. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I've bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. Because of my... So we got a special guest here doing uh, phone calls with me today. Uh, I'd like to uh, give a big welcome here to Andrew Harrison. Thanks for having me on. Buddy of mine. He's also my neighbor. But um, yeah, Andrew uh, just got back from Comic-Con. Andrew's a uh, comic book author, fellow disc jockey. And uh, aren't you like a bail bondsman or something now? Uh, I'm a process server, a registered process server. So... What's the, what's the deal? Are you, you're handing out subpoenas. Yeah, I basically track people down and give them uh, court summons, for, usually for <laughs> civil lawsuits, sometimes for child support, you know, that kind of thing. You were telling me that, uh, when was this, a couple of days ago, you're like, yeah, I'm in Compton handing out uh, processing people. Yeah. And I was like, Compton, really? It was the only time I, I've ever been go? to Compton. It actually went fine. It went fine. It was like, a, it was like I don't even, it was some weird internet lawsuit. Somebody was selling, somebody badmouthed somebody who was selling Disney merchandise on eBay, basically. And so apparently we, you can get sued for that. So basically I had to track these people down and give them the lawsuit. Of course, once they get it, I'm like, aren't you James Wright? I have an Amazon.com hat on, right? So wait, they think you're uh, giving them a gift from Amazon? They think, they, they may be, it's, see, I can't wear a disguise. That's not legal. But I can mislead them. By wearing an Amazon.com hat. Right? So what if you wore a UPS outfit? That would be illegal. That's a disguise. Hmm. Anybody can wear an Amazon.com hat. You can buy one and you're like, hey, I like Amazon. They're destroying the publishing industry. They're great. You know? So when they see you, that's a, that's a clever ruse. So when they see you, they think, hey, I'm about to get a gift. I'm going to get that porno I ordered. Yeah. So, they, so you say, aren't you so-and-so? They say, yes. Then you give them the lawsuit. Then they're like, wait a minute. I'm not so-and-so. And you're like, too late. And you run away. Yeah, but how, do they, how, do, how does that work, though? How do they know, like, what if they like, I never got this, and they throw it away? Then I can testify in court and say that I gave it to them, and I served them. Do you them. wear a body camera? Um, I do film it sometimes. It depends on the situation. Have you ever had to, like, chase someone down, like, at a 7-Eleven, and they're getting a Slurpee, and then you saw them, and you, like, walked up, and you're like, hey, are you, uh, 
Edgar Rice Burroughs? Not yet, but I hope to do that. <laughs> I also hope to do the thing where, like, because I looked them up on the internet beforehand, so I know what they look like, and I know what the, you know, so it's like, aren't you D. Simon from Northwestern University? And you're like, yes, well, yes, I am. You've been served. Always, wow. I haven't gotten to do that yet, but I want to do that. You want to say the line, you've been served. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like well, that. Well, I, I also want to be like, like pretending I'm an old friend of yours, you know, D, <laughs> D, D Simon from the, oh my God, you've been served. That's what I want to do. <laughs> how, how do you get into, how, well, first of all, how much do you make risking your life to, uh, to give subpoenas to people? Not that much. Maybe, maybe, you know, $25 a, a summons. Um, you get more if you get it, if you get it, I get it from people who are getting the summons from law firms. If you get it directly from the law firm. You can actually make decent money. You can get like up to 50 bucks. So 50 bucks a subpoena. Yeah. So do you go to school for this or do you have to get a certificate? No, you, you have to get it. You have to, you have to be certified. You have to get a card from the government. You just have to jump through some bureaucratic loopholes. That's about it. So there's wait, no did, class. They, did they give you training? No, like there's no training. <laughs> so you came up with the Amazon thing yourself. Yes. Huh? Yeah. So you can I do looked anything. up the law. I mean, I looked up the law. I looked up the law. There's, you can't wear a disguise. You can't trick people, but you can mislead people. So can you go up to, could you, okay, in theory, like, let's say, are you doing it tomorrow? Are you going to be serving some subpoenas tomorrow? Probably, yes. So could you go up, why don't you try this one? Why don't you go up and be like, hi, uh, my name's Andrew. I'm a uh, sex offender and I need to notify all my neighbors. Just joking. You've been served. See, that's tricky. I, oh, that's tricky? That would be that's, funny. That's trickery? <laughs> that, that, that is a little bit of trickery. I don't think you can say something that you're not. Okay. Because so then you can screw up the whole court case. I assume. I don't actually know because I've, I've never gotten to the point where I've had to be called, you know, to oh, justify to te- to, the service. Yeah, yeah, to testify. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing some of, the, some of these stories where, like, someone punches you in the face or something. Not that well, I hope you punch in the face. From but. what I hear, like, it's, it's only a matter of time until somebody takes a swing at me. Yeah. So I'm just ready to duck all the time, basically. So you're on the defensive, like, as soon as you're like, yeah. you've been served. Yeah. You back up a bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have to check this yeah. out. I, I, I just make sure to get the hell out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> and the guy who gives me the, the assignments, I meet him in the parking lot of a motel. And it's like a really shady motel, like where, you know, prostitutes would just like rent out rooms and just be hanging out there all day. Is the guy a lawyer? No. He's another process server. He, see, he gets it directly from the law firm. So he's actually making decent money. So he's the middleman. So he's, he's probably getting man. paid a cut. And he looks like a guy. He looks like he was in like bad brains or something. He's, he's a weird looking guy. He looks like HR? Yeah, yeah. Like a dreadlock Rasta guy. Well, no. It looks like he, he's a little older now. He's starting to lose his hair. He cut off the dreads, you know. <laughs> but he looks like he was, you know, he, he was in bad brains or death or something, you know. Why doesn't he get an office? I don't know. He should have an office. It's really shady. It'd be and a little like, more legitimate. I met him in the, in the motel parking lot. He's like, here's your, here's your cell phone with the GPS. Here's your corporate credit card. <laughs> I'm like, you, don't, you just met me in a motel parking lot. This is, this is how this you is know, happening. This sounds like a great plot for uh, the next comic book. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to work it in if I can. That's a, that's a segue. That's how it's known in the game. Ah, uh, yes. Segway. Okay, okay. Segwaying. Got it. Yeah, you can learn a little bit from, uh, about podcasting. I'll keep maybe. my ears open here. Yeah. You've been segued. That's what we say in the uh, podcasting business. Is it what you say? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ad-libbing. Anyway, you brought in some comics here. I did. Because I uh, asked you to. And also, I, I really actually legitimately want to read these. But you've been writing comics for a few years. You even went to Comic-Con second time. To third promote, time. Third time to promote yeah. the comics. Um, tell me a little bit about how many? How many you got? How many, how many comics have you published? 
Um, actually, there's only one right now that you can get in stores and online. My first one, Golgotha. And then I have one that's due out later this year, uh, Brooklyn Gladiator. And then there's two more that are in the works that probably aren't going to come out till next year. I like, uh, I like the cover of Brooklyn Gladiator. So you, you write the comic, right? Yeah, this one I actually co-write with uh, Dan Fogler, who's an actor who is in Fanboys, Balls of Fury, that show Secrets and Lies. And we actually had the cover done by Glenn Fabry, who used to illustrate uh, The Preacher, if you've ever read that book. Oh, yeah, Preacher's great. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Balls of Fury is a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's, a, he's a funny guy. Fogler. He actually, he just, I think he just got the role in Fantastic Beasts, which is some new J.K. Rowling movie. It's got to be better than Fantastic Four. Probably. I think anything will be better than Fantastic Four. I don't know why they keep remaking that one. It's like always another origin of the Fantastic Four, and who cares about it? Who even cares about the original story? Do you remember the cartoon from the 90s? I hated it. Because they had Brian Austin Green as, um, as, uh, Johnny Storm, right? And there, there Wait, was, who's that? That's the guy that uh, was in Nine Hundred Two One Zero. He was right? Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Married and then, Megan Fox. Yeah, he he was in Nine Hundred Two One Zero. He was a rapper ish, and then he was in the Terminator show, which, as I told you before, is actually pretty. You're decent. a big fan of. I haven't seen yeah. that yet. But Brian Austin Green, they, they had to have Johnny Storm sing at his high school prom or something like that, and Brian Austin Green was like, "Yo, yo, just let me do this. Let me do this my way." So he was doing an album with the Far Side. And if you look up Johnny Storm, Fantastic Four rap or something, you'll find it. And he did this really weird rap that's, yeah. With the far side? Yeah, with the far side on that God, cartoon. What? I mean, you know, I, I love the far side and I, can, I want them to make money, but why? I think he just had a lot of money to pay them, you know, at uh, the time. I got to say, I love the, so the artwork here, is it the same guy who drew most of your comics? No, it's different people. Like this one, actually, the art and the inside is done by Tom Hodges, who drew uh, the Star Wars books for Dark Horse for years. What is, uh, what's the story for uh, Brooklyn Gladiator? Brooklyn Gladiator takes place in a, a futuristic dystopia in which basically all internet conspiracy theories that you can imagine are actually true. So the Illuminati, chemtrails, uh, harp, Nikola Tesla's energy bullshit, everything. The balloon boy? Yes, sure, the balloon boy. <laughs> Let's go with him, too. Goatsy, is Goatsy in it? Goatsy is not in it, but Damn we it. there's still room. There's okay, still that's room, good. So that's who good. knows? Yeah. So yeah, that's what it's about. And it's basically about a, a cage fighter uh, in, in New York who actually tries to sort of take on the government and this, this dystopia they've created. Hmm. To change, so that one's coming out a little later this year. Yeah, that'll that should we we have like sort of a, a preview edition of the first issue that we were promoting at Comic Con, um, and so that's what we were there promoting. And it's supposed it should come out. The first issue should come out later this fall, probably on Image, I think. But uh, uh, Golgotha or Golgotha is already out right now. Golgotha is out right now. Yes, G O L G O T H A. So where can people go? You got a website or sure? Or yeah. Something? Well, Golgotha it was published by Two One Five Inc. So you can find it on two one two one five Inc. dot com. It's also on Amazon dot com, and you can get a digital version on Comixology, the app. My website is called UrbaneGorillas dot com. Gorillas like the animal. All right, so not the uh, revolutionary soldier. Not the revolutionary soldier. Right, Urbane yeah. gorillas. People got to go check this out. So, mm-hmm. how was it uh, received at uh, Comic Con? Like, were people into it? People were into it. Yeah, we got some decent press about it. Um, and Comic Con is is weird because it's it, it actually was less insane than it's been in previous years. You know, I was talking to uh, one of my girlfriends because my girlfriend goes every year. She right. was dressed up as uh, Lady Death. I don't know. Did you see her? 
I did not. She was with a, a guy that was like in this Thanos outfit. Like he, was eight, he was like eight feet tall and just massive. Like he was wide. Jesus. And he was just walking. I don't know how the guy, like stilts or something. Mm. But it was this very elaborate costume that they were wearing. And I guess it, it garnered a lot of attention. But um, she was telling me that it wasn't as busy as years past. And I was like, why? She's like, many of her friends didn't go because they couldn't afford it. There were a lot of people, there were a lot of people outside. There weren't a lot of people inside. Because I think a lot of people couldn't get passes, but they still went anyway and hung around outside. Uh, which makes sense. But, you know, it was like $220. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the, the, the big trick about it is it's actually not that hard to get a pro pass, which is what I did. You know, so and it's free. The, uh, is that like a press pass or is that like being a it, comic? It's being uh, a comics comic. professional, but it's, it's being any kind of entertainment professional. So even like you the, could get uh, one. So a successful podcaster like myself could get one. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to yeah, do that. You basically just send them any press clipping you have and, and you'll get it, you know? Huh. All right, I'm going to have to try this. Yeah. And they just hand it out to anybody. Yeah. All right, I'll have to try yeah. this. But so uh, it, was, it was weird because Jesse yeah. Eisenberg actually, I don't know if you heard this, but he actually got in trouble because he said, they, somebody asked him about Comic-Con because I guess it was his first time going because he's going to be Lex Luthor. Oh, I, d- I did read this. Yeah, and yeah. he said it was like some kind of genocide, which, and then he got in trouble for that. But... He's kind of right. I mean, it, you're ducking like giant anime swords and then you're trying to avoid that and then you bump into some girl dressed like Power Girl and you know, it's, it's hard. It's, like, it's hard to deal with. Wasn't he likening it to uh, just you're in a line, you're being like shoved in this way, shoved into that way, just in a big mass of people like being shoved onto a train going to your death? Yeah, there's, there's some guy dressed up like Mumra from the Thundercats screaming at you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't yeah. move anywhere. Yeah. You're just in this like horde of people. Yeah, you know, for me, it was, I'm not like an agoraphobe, but I don't like being in crowded places. I don't like people very much. So for me, it was just a nightmare. It can take an hour to walk like a city block, basically. Yeah, you know, it was, I know. did not like it. So what I ended up doing last year is, you know, my, my, I think my girlfriend had like a booth or something. And I was at her booth for a little bit. Then I kind of walked around. It was too crowded. So then I sat outside and just looked at all the, there were a lot of hot girls. Oh, yeah. That's Even though some of them look like they could be underage. I wouldn't be surprised. So I didn't know if it's like, should I be checking them out? Or am I a pedophile now? There's a weird, there, there's a weird, see, there's, there's weird kind of feminist c- culture things happening in the industry, right? Because there's more and more female fans of comics and graphic novels. In fact, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they make up more than 50%. But the people who, most of the people who make comics, and especially the editors, are men. And there tend to be men who are, you know, f- over 50 <laughs> and they tend to be sort of fighting against that, which is weird because it's an industry that's never really been stable, you know, since the 60s. So why would you fight against money? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. But who, who are fighting? You mean the feminists? No, the, 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 like like the, the editors, editors are kind of fighting against having to... Oh, to diversify. To like, diversify, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they'll do a thing like, ah, we made Thor a woman, but they still get like you know, white guys to, well, to do it. Don't they the say book. Marvel is a little more amenable to uh, having female characters and strong female characters, making female characters like heroines in, in movies, whereas DC, all right, we'll give you a Wonder Woman. See, they, they, they're, they're, they're very, both are very amenable to making the characters female and having more female characters, but the people who run things are all, are all you know, white guys over 50, basically. Yeah, I mean that's what I guess that's what uh, how comics. But you know, the, the thing genesis is, of comics was always white, you know, middle-aged white men. Right. 
there's also a movement about cosplay. Like we're dressing as characters and we don't want to be harassed, which makes a lot of sense, but it's the, the, the things are getting crossed. Like the, the, like we, we want the, you know, the right to dress up like this and the, and we also want, you know, the comics to be more female oriented. Yeah. And I think those, those two things should be separated. Well, you know it, what it I mean? I think contradictory, you pick your though. battles. You know what I mean? But it, it seems contradictory to me. It's like, you know, at one time you're decrying them for, for showing Spider-Woman's ass like on a building in this position that's a sexual position. At the same time, you're essentially just wearing a thong and pasties and you paint yourself purple. You know, we, as humans, we are defined by our contradictions, I guess. You know, I guess. I, but, but at the same time, it's, you know, I got to say, it's... If you don't have the money to, to, to pay to get into Comic-Con, it's just as enjoyable if you sit outside, avoid the crowds, and stare at the hot girls walking by. Absolutely. Yeah, I had, a, I had a good time. I just smoked a lot of weed and sat there for a couple hours till, I could be, till we could go and go uh, get some drinks at a bar. So That's the you, best part, when you, you get to go to the yeah. hotel bars and stuff. Did you go to any big parties or do any of that? Like, uh, I, I did go to some of that. Um, I Actually, it was weird because I, I met up with some old like junkie i knew in high school who was who happened to be living there and was like because i had nowhere to stay i was going to stay on like dan fogler's hotel room floor and i ended up a lot of people do that though and my friend from high school who's like a shipbuilder or something now i went and stayed at his house it was weird Hmm. wow yeah you know i mean and i was like hey i did this graphic novel about our friends in you know high school kind of so i didn't realize it's uh it's autobiographical it, yeah, it's it's Golgotha is about H.P. Lovecraft's skull getting stolen in the late 90s, which may or may not have happened. Um, Did they ever recover it? They never recovered it. There, there were these two guys who supposedly took it. And to be honest, I've, I was never able to figure out if they did. His grave was definitely dug up. But whether any, anything was ever taken was... The cemetery denies it, but who knows? Where's Lovecraft buried? In Providence, Rhode Island, his hometown. Providence, Rhode Island. Hmm, have to check it out. So would you recommend going to Comic-Con next year? Like, are you looking forward to it? I like New York Comic-Con a lot better. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little less like movie entertainment industry. It's, it's a little more comics. It's less people. It's easier to deal with. You can actually have a conversation with editors. Because when I'm there, I'm usually running around being like, print my book, please publish my book. Running around talking to editors, doing all the you know, business stuff. Are so. they just kind of like, yeah, 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 give me a card. Yeah, or, yeah, pretty much. Like, give me a copy. But I mean, that's how I got Golgotha published by, by 2 and 5 Inc. So by running around and screaming at people. Giving out hand jobs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, that's how it works. It's all a right. weird industry because it's basically, it's really hard to break into. And then once you do, the rewards are very few. Yeah, you told me about that, especially yeah. with writers. Like the yeah. writers just make little money yeah. off of any, even if a successful series. Like mm. uh, guys that are writing like Batman, right? Don't make that much money. No, you, there was actually some article that came out recently about what you make, and if like if you wrote Batman for a year, you wrote twelve issues over the course of a year, you'd get about probably around twenty four thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And, and is it completely freelance? Pretty much, yeah. It's work for hire, so you don't. You know, it's, I mean, it, the, we don't have time to get into that about how, Jack Kirby and like how people got screwed oh, yeah, over, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's all work for hire. But illustrators tend to make more. Illustrators tend to make more. But I mean, like Scott Snyder, who writes Batman, you know, he doesn't make that much doing that, but he does some image book called like The Witches of Witchtown, or I don't even know what it's called, but that thing sells like crazy because so he he's a writer on that, Batman. Yeah. yeah. So. so you can use you can use that to uh, promote your, your other endeavors. Exactly. Yes, that makes sense. All right. Well, um, 
I'm definitely have to check it out. Thanks for bringing those. I want to want to check it out. There's like one. There's one. Methazone. I like that. Yeah, that one is actually. It's it, back in the early aughts. I was. Uh, I, uh, I guess I was a patient at a methadone clinic, and oh, it doesn't have the. It has to do with methadone. 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 Okay. Yes, not not crystal meth. Yeah, people get people make that mistake. Well, at first, I was thinking yeah. meth zone, which I think is where my brother lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, I was there on nine eleven, and I had to go there because this book is basically about a, a group of patients at a methadone at a methadone clinic that survived the apocalypse. And I had to go there on 9-11, so there's like smoke everywhere, and there's like people have masks on, and, and I, but it's like, I still need to, if I don't want to like shit myself and die, I still need to go to this goddamn <laughs> clinic, right? So I'm going to the clinic, and there's like, the nurses aren't there, so we have to wait for them to come back, and for the first time, I'm really in a room with all these other people at this clinic, and talking to them, and there's like a trans vampire, and a Ukrainian prostitute, and a... a an African-American street shaman who's obsessed with Charlie Manson and like all these weirdos who were just talking, they're like, bro, this is the Illuminati who's doing this, you know, talking about their theories about 9-11. That's where the book comes from. So basically. normally what these people would just kind of show up, get their methadone and they just leave. Yeah, yeah. But instead everyone's waiting so you now have to engage. Yes, yes. And it, wow. was, it was quite a day. Yeah. God, that is, and then outside, meanwhile, it looks like a war zone. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Thanks for bringing that. So uh, Andrew here is going to help me uh, do some phone calls. Uh, we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, people, you remember the number, 206-666-3846. Uh, let me get to the first call. Got a, uh, a variety of calls here. So um, this first caller is a, uh, a nympho from Northern California that, that calls her the best stories. Ooh. Yeah, she's got the best stories. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what she's calling about here, but uh, let's check it out. Hey, boys, it's Anne. So I ran Anne. into Condom Girl the other day, um, and I told her that I called you and told you about the uh, Clash story. Oh, yeah, she told this great story about being at a Clash show in, like, uh, the early 80s, maybe, late 70s. It was at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. And during the show, some guy behind her is, like, grinding her, and her friend just gave her a condom. Mm. She put it on the guy's dick, and the dude just fucked her right in the crowd. Jesus. Yeah. You ever do that? No, I've never done that. Yeah, while while Clash is going while Clash is playing Rock the Cosmo. Yeah. Actually, no, maybe maybe that. maybe maybe a Comic Con sometime. <laughs> and she reminded me of so many things I forgot. And she said that Detail. she boned his friend right after I boned that guy, which I didn't even realize. Um and do girls like this even exist anymore? Like we I've gone to a lot of shows. I don't think I've ever once had a girl proposition me and put a condom just on my dick at a show. No, you, you, you'll meet them. No, you'll meet them like afterwards at, you know, at rehab or AA or something. Like I used to do all these crazy things, you know, it's like, why don't you still do them? Exactly. Like, yeah. where, where'd you go? Yeah. Uh, she was telling me or refreshing my memory about other stories. So I didn't know if you guys wanted me to call in with some, but um, this one, <laughs> I'd completely forgotten that she had met this bodybuilder who went by the name Casper. He was this like pitch black little guy, like five foot black and tall. And, uh, but he would look like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime, just this little tiny dude. And we went home from school one day and she was fucking him. And I was on top of him fucking him in the ass with a strap on. 
Um, and her- Wait a second here. I don't know if I'm following this. So she and her friend went home with a tiny body build, black bodybuilder named Casper. Right. He was fucking her, and she strapped it on and was fucking him. Yeah. She. Yeah. Her friend was fucking the guy, and then she was fucking him in the ass with a strap on. I think. Wow. I wonder how like logistically that would work. You've never. I mean, surely you've watched such things on the internet. On the internets. I suppose. Well, was she? So was she with a strap on standing behind him, and he, the woman's just kind of laying on her. So the the girl getting fucked, laying on her back. Dude's fucking her, and then she gets behind the dude to fuck the dude in the ass. Yeah, I guess that's how that, how that would happen. So he, yeah, he'd have to be. Eh, it's difficult. I think you could pull it off, though. Yeah. Mom came in the room. Oh my god! I, I completely forgotten, and we all just froze, like all four of us. That's compromising. Ten seconds, and the mom took like one step back and shut the door, and never mentioned it to either one of us. <laughs> That's a good it mom. It was the weird, <laughs> weirdest thing ever. Anyways, it just made me laugh. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. If I was, uh, if I was that mom, I would wait until I'm on my deathbed, you know, dying of like, you know, my body being ravaged by cancer, and then my daughter just sitting there, tears in her eyes, and I just like grab her hand and I look at her and be like. Were you and your friend fucking a tiny black bodybuilder in my house? <laughs> and then that's it. And then I die. Yeah. No, that's when you want to bring that up. She'll remember that for the rest of her life. Yeah. 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 Then she'll probably call the podcast and tell us that story. Um, that's crazy. That's a good... Anne has the best stories. Yeah. People, if you want a good... If you want like a good template for how to call in and tell a good story, just listen, listen to Anne. Pay attention to Anne. She has the best stories. Um... Here's another story about a, about a pickle. Yo, what's going on? Sick Ramon. Uh, I was just listening to episode 470-something, and you guys were asking about stories for people that got fucked with once they passed out from drinking too much. This didn't actually happen to me, but just... So we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago. We were talking about, like, I don't know if we did a story, if someone called in and was in telling a story, recounting a tale of fucking with one of their friends when they passed out. But did you have friends like that? Wait a minute, whoa. Are you guys talking about people getting raped by inanimate objects after passing out? Is that what you're talking about? Well, some stories came up came up like that, but I was saying like when I was when I was in high school, like I remember one time I got really drunk, it was like after prom. Right. And my friends like stripped me down to like my tidy whities and then just drew swastikas all over me in black marker. Okay, that kind and of so thing. So like yeah. yeah, I woke up. And I remember just being like, where am I? I'm in a hotel. And it's with this naked chick that just had slut written all over her. And I was just like, uh, and there was this like friend of mine just drinking beer, watching, just laughing. And I was just like, what? Uh, just, and I puked in the toilet and I just went home. And I remember knocking and just, I, I didn't have my wallet or my keys. And I had to go through the front door. Mm. And uh, my brother luckily answered the door was like, just laugh. I was like, get upstairs before dad sees you. You know, my dad's a rabbi. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't, over have, well. he wouldn't have liked that much. Yeah, but, but you know. that's what I'm talking about. That's the okay. type of fuckery that I dealt with. But there's a lot more hardcore nefarious fuckery that happens with some just deviance out there. I'm sure. Have you had that kind of experience? Like an, an, inanimate, an inanimate object type of experience? There was a situation with balloon animals one time. Where I'm not, I don't really know what happened, but I woke up in this apartment in the East Village, um, and I had slept with this girl who was a clown, like she was a trained clown. 
You know, I've I've actually had sex with two clowns. Two clowns. Yeah. Jesus. At the same time? No. Like oh. One one girl that was a uh, she was the oh. queen of clown porn. Okay. Okay. And another one that was like she was in the circus. Okay. Yeah. No. This one had been in the circus. Like her family it was a whole thing. But oh, yeah, wow. I woke up and there's fucking balloon animals all over the floor, and I'm like covered in shit. No. Oh. But there's some in the bed, and I'm like, what happened with the balloon? You know. And some of them aren't recognizable animals. I, I, you know, I don't know. So you don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But as long as they weren't covered in blood and feces, I think you're okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was just happy, I, you know, to wake up in the East Village and not be dead. You know. Well, and also, you know, at least you woke up next to a girl. Oh yes. You know, yeah. could be worse. Like this story. School. The uh, baseball team went on a little tournament trip or something like that. They all stayed at a hotel. And proceed to get real kinds of fucked up. And at one point, one of the seniors on the baseball team got out a big old pickle Ooh, and where this is going. held out, held down the smallest kid on the team because he was starting to pass out. And they shoved it right up his ass, and that woke him up. I think uh, it's a little fucked up. I'm pretty sure he was awake when it happened, and the kid ended up blacking out from the pain because the pickle was so big. I guess he really got that fucker up there. And that was the day that Pickle Boy was born for the rest of high school. So, yeah, there's a good little drug story for you. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. Love the show. Gets me through work every day. Peace. That's like some full metal jacket shit right there. Yeah, no, that's, that's some severe trauma. Mm. Like, I'm surprised Pickle Boy didn't just come to school like a year later with like a shotgun and a trench coat. You know, seriously. What, I mean, at that point, what, what would you do? Your whole school's mocking you on a daily basis you know calling you a pickle boy because because so, some jock shoved a pickle up your ass yeah you probably have a punctured colon you probably have to have a colostomy bag and that was before it gets better it gets better <laughs> campaign you know so <laughs> but you know it, it's funny because i think back about this there were kids in my high school that did this type of um you know uh these type of horrible acts to people that were drunk and passed out luckily it never happened to me but I do know that this type of stuff went on. And uh, when I graduated high school, it was like 93, 94. And so back then, it's like no one thought about like getting a shotgun and shooting up the school. But post-Columbine, that's something you should think about. Especially yeah. if you're doing it to like the emo white guy. Like the, you know, the smallest kid, the nerdiest little emo kid. Well, I guess it's a baseball team in this example. But I mean, you're taking like the emo white guy... You're, you're shoving up a, uh, you're, you're sodomizing him with a pickle. That's the kid that's going to go home and uh, search the internet, scour the internet to go get machine guns, you know, automatic weapons, and then come to school and kill everybody. You should, yeah, uh, the caller actually should find out what happened to that, that kid. Uh, and, I wonder how call I wonder again, year I'm curious. This, yeah, I wonder what year this happened. Because mm. if it happened, like, pre-Columbine, like pre-1999, I can understand Well, because pre-Columbine, we used to think about doing it, but we wouldn't we do wouldn't it. We wouldn't do it, Yeah, no. we thought about it all the time. We just didn't do it. Never, and we would watch a Tarantino movie or play, you know, a uh, Sega game and just get it out of our system. But now, you know, then now they actually do it. Yeah. You know, and I just wonder what happened to this kid. Like, did, was he just like, ah, oh, boy, you guys got me. <laughs> That's crazy. I think the only way to get past that is to own it fully. Either own it fully or wait years later and get revenge on the guy that did it. Because I mm. bet you that's what happened. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, yeah, this deserves a follow up call. 
All right, here's the last call. Uh, this this is a, uh, I guess this is kind of a bit that we do here on the show. I haven't done it in a while, but is that gay? Where uh, a lot of questioning youth call in, and they wonder, like, if they did something. They want to know if it's, like, a homosexual act. Like, if they're homosexual now because they did something, you know? Like, they watch the Ellen DeGeneres show every day. Okay. Does that make, does that make a man gay? Okay. You know? They, 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 they shave their balls. And and their like you know Tate area is that is that gay you know something like that so that's how it, that's how this it's not really a game it's more of a bid on the show, and so uh, we're we're good you know well Wackerly and I are good arbiters of, of of what's gay and what's not gay and I imagine you would be too Andrew so uh, we're gonna have you uh, answer this next question let's do this yeah and th- I think this is a two parter actually so uh, let's see let me roll the theme music. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think unicorns are kick-ass. Is that gay? I just watched my brother jerk off. Is that gay? I'm at the urinal and this guy's looking over the wall. Is that gay? I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. Hey, D, Lance. Uh, it's Tom from the UK. Two things. First statement, and the second is that gay question. The statement. George Lucas will not have been in any meeting to do with anything Star Wars if he sold it to Disney. All right, so he will not be then messing with JJ. Just leave that alone, right? That's fine. Wait, is that true? I mean, I know they sold. I know George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, or Disney owns uh, Star, the rights of Star Wars. But isn't he still doing all the press tours? He still no, he doesn't own it anymore. But he's still allowed to sort of run his charities, you know, and use the images for his charities and stuff like that, I think. Yeah, but does he promote the movies anymore? No. Oh, he has nothing to do with the movies? No, he has nothing to do with the movies. Does he write the movies? No. Not even a producer? That's why some people actually think they might be good, you know? Actually, Um, you know, now I'm going to go see it. Yeah, yeah. No, he has nothing to do with these. I thought he was still producing. He has absolutely nothing to do with these new movies. Zero involvement. Zero. Actually, you know, this is promising. This might be good. Yeah. You might check know. it out. You don't know. Did Could you hear about uh, Amy Schumer's photo shoot in uh, GQ? I saw it. Did you see it? I saw it. Yeah. Was it? Was it? It's arousing. It's titillating. It yeah. is definitely. T- do I you mean, find her attractive? You got her. I do actually. I do. And and you. I mean, you got her as as classic Leia, and you got her as slave Leia, right? In the photo shoots, having she's sex wearing with robots. a slave Leia outfit. Yes. Does does it look good on her? And she's like sucking on a lightsaber like a cock. All right, I have to so check it, this I out. Mean, After it, the show, I'm going to have to look at this. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Jezebel's not happy about it, but, uh, I, you know, I... I, I you I, know what, Star as Wars a, As fans, a nerd, I, I enjoyed it. Star Wars fans weren't happy about it. I guess there's a lot of tweets to Disney saying this is shameful. And now Disney was like, we have no involvement with this whatsoever. We did not sanction it. And it's, it's terrible. Except for Mark Hamill, who tweeted... God, I wish I would have known about this because I would have participated. Mark Hamill's fucking great. Yeah, that guy's he great. Really is. Yeah, no, I mean, sorry, yes, satire and parody are protected, so whatever. All right, Sarah Silverman or Amy Schumer? Who would you rather bang? Sarah Silverman. Okay. Um, Natasha Leggero or Amy Schumer? Natasha Leggero. All right, so Actually, Amy no, Schumer, no, no, wait. So no, 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 wait. Schumer's I'm like sorry. Amy I'm going to change my answer there, Amy Schumer. You're saying Amy Schumer? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to... I think she'd be like open to more things and, you know, probably be more interesting. Are you saying it's because she's a fat girl and fat girls will do whatever? See, I, don't, I wouldn't call her a fat girl. She's um, chubby. Mm, Thick. I think you and I have different, have different, have different <laughs> tastes um, along, along those lines. I don't, I don't tend to have sex with anything I can't physically lift up. Okay. But I'm a smaller guy than you. 
That's a, fa- I mean, that's a fair rule. I think that's also like rules ants have for battle or something, you know? <laughs> but it makes sense. It works yeah. for me. Yeah. It's a good way to spread my genes. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, but Amy Schumer's the type of chick that if I was at a bar and I was kind of drunk and I was talking to her, I'd be like, this girl's funny. I would totally have sex with you. Absolutely. I don't think she'd have sex with me. I think she could do way better. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see where we're going with this, uh, this English guy. And then, is that gay? So, whenever I watch porn, there has to be a male in it. Like, always. I can't do lesbian. It does nothing for me. I'm just curious. Does that make me gay? Let me input. Cheers. Bye. I think his voice makes him gay. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, you're so gay. No, I, you I, know, to be honest, I don't think that's gay. It's still, he's still watching heterosexual porn. He, yeah, he's, he's watching porn that simulates the type of sex he likes to have, you know? So I, I think, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think if you start watching it where it's just a guy, right? And you're attracted to the guy, that's gay. Are you saying if it was just there was no other girl and there was another guy instead? I mean, I think that's fairly obvious. Yeah, I guess. I guess now, now that I actually think about what I just said, yeah, I guess it's fairly so obvious. So you're saying if it's just a guy jacking yeah. off, and if you're no watching girl. gay, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I can honestly say I don't typically watch lesbian porn, but sometimes I'm in the mood for it. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, I'll be browsing through the tube site and I'll be like, oh, those two girls are really hot, and I'll watch it. And then I'll be like, okay. And the reason being is there's only so much you can do in lesbian porn. Mm. You know, there's like, they eat each other out. They stick a couple fingers in there, make out, suck a little titties. And that's it. Whereas like, you know, two girls and a guy, there's lots of different things going on. I mean, I tend to prefer sex and submission to whipped ass, right? For those of you familiar with the, uh, the kink franchise yeah i forgot about that you're like you're a mr fetlife yes i forget it yeah you don't even do regular like okay cupid or tinder right i i do those sometimes too but is fetlife kind of tinder for fetishes pretty much yeah it's 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 actually more like facebook for fetishes um but how do you do you like do you read a profile and be like okay wow she's into dwarves and horseplay uh yeah pretty much and And then then you you might contact them Women on there are a little, you know, they have to be a little more, uh, you know, wary of, of random people who just message You'd them. You have to be apprehensive. So usually what you have to do if you actually want to meet women is go to a, what they call a munch, which is like a bunch of people meet at a restaurant or a bar who are on FetLife in a, who live in a neighborhood or who are around a neighborhood. And then you meet them there. So wait, it's not just one-on-one. It's a whole like group of perverts. It's a whole group of perverts. And you can just go up to people and, you know. How do you know? Do you just show up and you're like, okay, those people look like the Yeah, you'll people? see some chick with like purple dreadlocks and you'll be like, those people over there, those are, those are the people. And you, you know? sit down and you're like, you're like hi, yeah. my name's Andrew yeah. and I'm into ducks or something. Or yeah, like, yeah. You, yeah. And you'll see like, oh, that's the fat guy with a beard. You know, there's different... You know, so each paraphilia, you go around. And you do you explain it, or do they already know? Um, no, you don't. You don't necessarily have to explain it. It's more like you can just go up and start talking to people, and then you ask them. You know, if you want, you can like ask them what their so thing what you're is into and, or what yeah. your thing is. But it tends to be most of the fetishes tend to be BDSM. You yeah, know I was what about I mean? to say, isn't it all just spanking? Do you ever yeah. hear anybody that's like, "I'm just really into scat"? I never had a much. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> is that just the wrong time to talk about that? Yeah, not while people are eating things. You know what I mean? Like, no. Have you ever uh, met a girl that was into scat on uh, Fat Life? No, no. 
I'm would sure there are some guys that, that really want... The, yes, it would, actually. <laughs> like, I don't have a lot of limits, to be honest, but that's definitely one of them. We had uh, the chick, uh, the queen of fart porn. I forget her name, but she was on the show a while ago. She was great. Hmm. But that's just her thing. She makes fart porn, and that's a huge fetish out there. Like, a she, lot of guys like to be farted on. Does sharding... Does she include sharding in that, or what? She said she didn't do any scat. Okay, okay. So it was just... Hmm. But it was just mostly, like... And that's the thing, like, they wanted to see, like, they would put, like, girls would put frosting on their assholes to see the frosting, like, bubble up when the air was going through it. Mm. Yeah. Which is it's a weird fetish, but a lot of dudes are into that. So that's why I wonder if, like, when you're at this munch, if one guy brings up, like, a gross fetish, like, if everyone's like, dude, no, not here, not at the munch. I mean, I've met some people with some esoteric fetishes that I just, like, feel bad for them. Like, there's this one guy who's like, He's into like women turning into animals, but only the process while they're turning into an animal. Like what, a furry? Like yeah, like, putting but, on their but, furry suit? But only like like she's growing a tail or st- things that you can't even really simulate accurately in real life. You know, like, oh, I can only, I only get aroused if I'm having sex with, you know, uh, Ronald Reagan while I'm dressed up like a dragon in medieval France. Or, <laughs> they get like specific and it's like, how do you recreate that? That you know? guy, that's not even gay. I'm not even saying that's a, that guy needs to stop jacking off to so much porn. He needs to stop masturbating for about I don't know, three months. Yeah. And then be like, okay, now I can have sex with a normal woman. And then maybe every now and then she can strap on a tail. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's just that. That's abnormal. It's, I mean, it's a bit of an aberration. You don't even need that. Or, or just like we need to initiate sanctions on Japan or something, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I can, Japan, though, that, that's the thing. There's some weird people over there and they can get into their weird business. I understand. That, I think that's where all fetishes emanate from. They all come from Japan. Yeah. Like they started there and then some white person was on vacation and was just like, oh, I'm going to do that back in the U.S. Next thing you know, it just kind of is like you know, spread like a disease. It's like all that. related to the atomic bomb. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. We started it. Yeah. So we started it all. I mean, we started manga. That's how they started doing manga because they got our Superman comics after, you know, when we occupied them. That's where manga comes from in anime, you know. So they so. never had comics before that? No. I mean, they had weird, you know, illustrations and stuff like that, but they never really had any, any, anything like comics. Wow, you learn something every day. There you go. That's interesting. Yeah. All right, people, call the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Um, as always, listen, subscribe, rate, comment on iTunes. Best way to support the show. It's free, cheap, bastards. You can easily do it. Just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong. Uh, also, Sick and Wrong Facebook page, facebook.com slash Sick and Wrong Podcast. Uh, you can still get some prints of uh, Wackily and myself at the uh, Sick and Wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. We have a few quad OTs, but only smalls and mediums. But the Cafe Press store has a whole selection of uh, fine Sick and Wrong merchandise. Uh, and the Sick and Wrong song of the week, Andrew actually picked it out. Andrew was doing a radio show up until recently, right? Like you stopped about a couple months ago? Yeah, pretty much. And it was on a, uh, a college station, right? Uh, well, it was on K-Chung, and then before that, it was actually on WNYU when I lived in New York. Yeah, WNYU is, mo- is very similar to the station I was on in uh, San Francisco, KUSF. And it was a show, it was actually a show called Plastic Tales from the Marshmallow Dimension, and it had been around since the early 80s. So it was a lot of weird, like, old record collector guys in Queens that would listen and call in and be like, I saw that band in 1969 at the Fillmore, and I got it, and they'd all call and ramble about it. <laughs> was it all, like, prog rock type of stuff? It was, I, it was, I tend to play a lot of, like, like 
junk shop glam, like a lot of obscure glam rock, because that's kind of my scene. And that's kind of what this is, actually, too. Like, even so. more obscure than T-Rex. This is like, yeah, a little more, yeah. So this is kind of like this band that we're going to play here, Cockney Rebels. Exactly. They were a uh, obscure glam rock band. Whatever happened to them? They ever, uh, the, ever Steve Harley, the main guy from that band, is still around. He still performs. You ever seen him? No, I haven't. I'd love to. Huh. What does he still live in the UK? Yeah, he does. Yeah. So I what, think like a guy like that, there. like what did he what did he do for a living? I don't know. I think some of these guys actually got involved in fashion afterwards in Carnaby Street or whatever, you know. I bet you this guy works at porn shop. Oh, absolutely. Probably. Anyway, the song's called Psychomoto. And uh the band's Cockney Rebels. Actually a really good band. You sent me this uh you sent me like a link to this album. Yes. Yeah, it's great. So we're gonna end the show here. I have it on vinyl, it's a great album. Yeah, I've been looking for it. We we're gonna end the show here with Psychomoto. Um people check out Andrew's comics at two one five inc dot com. Uh Amazon, you can just do a search for uh, Golgotha and uh, Brooklyn Gladiator's not out yet. Not out yet, but if you look it up you can see some press about it. And uh, what was the uh, name of your website again? UrbaneGorillas.com. UrbaneGorillas.com. Andrew, thanks for being on the show. I'm Thank sure you. you'll be back. I'll, I'm always looking for, uh, for hosts, guest hosts to fill in. And uh, yeah, people will be back next week with uh, episode 494. Till then, take it easy.
Sanchez actually, to be honest, mm-hmm. was quite creative because when it first came out, no one knew what a dirty Sanchez was. You know, I'm still not really sure what a dirty Sanchez is. So you stick your finger in a girl's asshole hmm. and then you rub it across her upper lip, giving her a shit mustache. Oh, okay. You can, there's a variant with your penis, you can do it as well. Huh. Okay. No, I, I never knew that. I, ne- I just always nodded and <laughs> smiled when somebody mentioned it, but I never actually knew what it was. I don't know what the etymology behind it. I don't know if Mexicans do that or if a Mexican's mustache is supposed to look like feces. I, I would imagine because more Mexicans have mustaches. Can you say or that? that? I don't know. Thin mustache? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so at the time when I came out with mm. Dirty Sanchez... No one knew what it was. So I was on the radio. I uh, was on that 107.7 The Bones, Dirty Sanchez. And I was on like Alice Radio and I interviewed for a couple mornings. You shows. were on The Bone? In San Francisco. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. That's, t- that's taking a downturn. Let me tell you, The Bone. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah. 